What's going on, wolves? I am live from Costa Rica. You can hear the wonderful sounds of nature in the background. And I'm so excited to do this episode of Matcha Mornings with you. So I hope you have your cup of matcha ready. I had, um, I've been doing a matcha alternative out here. So it's matcha with um, a banana and some almond milk and some water blended up together over some ice. And it's really yummy. And I'm really excited for this episode because we're going back to the basics. We have a lot of new wolves out here in Lobaland. Shout out to you, new wolf. I see you. I love you. I honor you. And I realized that I haven't really told my origin story in a few years. This podcast has been around for almost five years. So I'm taking the month of April to refresh everyone's memory, including myself, of like who I am, what I do, why I do what I do, um, why this podcast is about spiritual wellness and creative wellness and mental wellness and why the podcast even was created to begin with um, while also giving you incredible fun facts on matcha and cannabis this month to honor the amazing plant medicine that is cannabis. So it's going to be a good month. Um, Let's get into it. This episode is really about matcha, matcha, matcha. Like this is the matcha 101 refreshers course for all my wolves out there. All right, let's get into it. Why do I love matcha? Hmm. And I'm going to give you guys my top favorite matcha brands to shop from for right now until my line comes out. But of course, but I love matcha because it really was a saving grace. It really allowed me to expand myself spiritually, mentally, and in my creative wellness. And um, when I was first diagnosed with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis, I was consistently looking for alternative holistic ways to manage my pain, to manage um, the brain fog I was experiencing and the mood swings. And matcha was one of those tools for me. Every time I had a cup of matcha, I felt my mind getting clearer. I, I noticed that I could remember things more and that I wouldn't just go into a room and randomly forget why I was there. Like my memory was coming back to me. Um, even how my body was feeling, I was feeling energized throughout the day. I was able to get work done, like start something and complete it in the same day, which was at one point literally impossible because of the amount of physical pain I was in from um, dealing with two autoimmune disorders and diseases. Like my body was always in unrest. And I can say now, especially being in Costa Rica and just the healing properties of this country, of this incredible land, um, my body feels good. My pain level from a 10 being the worst I've ever felt to um, one being really, really good. I'm at like a two, between a one and a two every day. Um, And I don't think it gets to the point where I'm past six anymore. But that's also because I did change my lifestyle. But I do contribute a lot of this healing to matcha. Um, It's just been so amazing for me in my life. So what I wanted to do is give you some basics understanding of matcha because I have a lot of wolves ask me a lot of questions and I realized that the first episode that I did it on is a little further like in the back of the episodes on top of the fact that it was probably on my Facebook live matcha episodes. So here's the official one for the podcast. When you are looking to buy matcha, here are three things for you to consider. One, that it must come from Japan. Okay, like you need to don't be afraid to ask your barista, hey, where's this matcha source from? If they don't know, that's a strong indication that you should not be drinking it because places that do understand what matcha is and cherish it, 
and understand the importance of knowing where it comes from they can tell you exactly what part of japan it came from even down to like the lineage of tea masters that have cultivated that ma- that matcha right you really want to have that knowledge because matcha can only really be produced in japan and if you have it from other places like there are some matcha that come from china it's not the best quality um unfortunately because of like how it's grown it doesn't really have the ability to do that and a lot of times it can have lead in it which is what we don't want to be ingesting and putting into our bodies so it's always best to have your matcha from japan if they don't know what it is then i would not drink it it's not worth it don't jump on the craze because it's accessible jump on the craze because it's really nourishing and healing for the body um the second thing i would say oh to to supplement that too it's like starbucks and dunkin donuts i hate to say it that's not matcha and i'm gonna explain why in a little bit but please stop drinking that like i know it tastes good and i know it's super sweet and yummy but it's legitimately not doing anything good for your body on top of the fact the amount of sugar alone inside those drinks literally negates any of the um healing properties you would receive from matcha so i know it's accessible but that is not matcha okay um second thing is a little goes a long way you really only need half a teaspoon and half a teaspoon literally will get you um eight ounces of matcha right i usually do mine personally with four ounces of water and four ounces of alternative milk usually um almond milk um, or hemp seed milk, but you can use any milk that you feel comfortable using. Um, but you only need a half a teaspoon. Like, again, so if you see your barista doing like three or four scoops of matcha, it's probably not matcha. It's probably just powdered green tea and there's a difference. Um, so make sure that you are not overindulging. I know, especially in American culture, if that's the country that you're from, I know that's where I was born. It's like supersize me in mentality, right? Like if it's not a big cup of coffee, then it's really not going to give me the energy that I need. But really and truly, one thing that I love about matcha is that it teaches us moderation. And that's been a very, um core principle in my life in using matcha it's just allowed me to understand that less is always more and i do not need to have excess to have enough i can just have enough and it usually is a way less than what i think it is and it goes the same for matcha so really half a teaspoon up to maybe a full teaspoon throughout the day maybe no more than one to three cups and again it's all about intention because you can have matcha at night if you're using it to help you wind down and go to bed it's really about setting the intention and why you're drinking the matcha right because matcha is not addictive it's not like caffeine where you feel like um it's not like coffee excuse me where you feel like you need to have it to continue right because you have those crazy crashes that happen due to how like coffee works in the body it gives you this adrenaline rush and then it crashes you matcha disperses its caffeine throughout the day gradually so it gives you a consistent energy throughout which is what we all need and deserve right the next thing i would say is um why okay powder green tea versus matcha i'm looking at my show notes and i'm just like okay make sure i get hit all the details from my wolves powder green tea is literally just like a regular green tea leaf that's not been cultivated with intention just growing you know which is there's nothing wrong with that regular green tea is also good and they just powder it and call it matcha because matcha again is super trendy and no one's doing enough research to know if that's what they're drinking or not that's what i'm here for right matcha on the other hand is a different 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 story so green tea and matcha come from the same plant which is called Camellia sinensis, Camellia sinensis, that's the traditional term for the green tea plant. And they are both grown and prepared differently. So I'm going to just highlight how matcha is grown because 
that's really what I care most about, you know. Um, and I want to make sure that you guys know this information too. So when you are getting your matcha on, you know what you're sipping on and where it's coming from and what it's doing for your body. So matcha, the farmers cover the tea plants 20 to 30 days before harvest to increase chlorophyll production and boost amino acids. This makes the plant a deeper green, that's the chlorophyll, which helps to detoxify the body and build immune system support. And then the amino acids, they help, they are literally like the building blocks of protein and they can build cells and neurotransmitters and neurotransmitters are chemical messengers for the brain, right? So like just that alone, just because they are choosing to shade the plant, which means that the sun is not getting direct access to it. So it's really getting to be its fullest and best self, right? Because a lot of times sun can do well for plants, but it's also going to be super damaging and super drying. Um, and you can end up burning your plants, right? If you put them in the sun for too long. This is a plant, same thing. So when it's nurtured in the shade, it really is allowed to develop the fullest potential that it can when it comes to how much chlorophyll it produces, as well as the amino acids. And that's always good for us because those amino acids really help us with um, our neurotransmitters in being able to properly communicate to the brain when we are in stress or when we are experiencing love or relaxation all that is very important and this supports us in that development which is great right the leaves are then harvested and grounded by hand it is a beautiful ceremonious intentional act they're not just picking them off and throwing them together for mass production and you can feel that if you have like um a, a knockoff matcha and you have one that is cultivated by um, a tea master, especially a fourth, fifth, sixth generation tea master, you can taste the love. You can taste the energy within the tea. Like it is incredible. Um, so you want to know that it's crushed by hand, loved on by hand. It's a beautiful, sacred process. Um, I'll do some research on YouTube and see if I can find a video that shows the process and maybe put it on the website. But overall, it's really intentional how they make matcha. There's a lot of love and care given to each leaf. That is also why a lot of matcha is not always in stock, right? It's not, even though it's in high demand, if you're getting quality matcha, a lot of your places may have certain seasons where they have it and they'll be like, look, we're out of stock and you just have to wait until they go about the process again and you want that, right? If someone is kind of always in stock, they're either abusing the farm that they're getting the matcha from um, or they're not giving you authentic matcha. So there's also that. So sometimes your favorite matcha brands are not in stock show gratitude for that because what that's saying is that they're really honoring the tradition of how matcha is made and they want to make sure that they're giving you the best of the best and then sometimes that requires time in between you know let's see what else we got for you okay so matcha has the nutrients from the entire leaf making it higher in caffeine and antioxidants than regular green tea Okay, because the entire leaf is crushed up together, right? All the, the juices of the stem and the petal, everything is just crushed up in, in powdered form. You're getting all of that as opposed to green tea leaf where, you know, it may be chopped up, right? Which can also release nutrients in that process. And then it's just being boiled, which, you know, if you boil something too much, again, you lose nutrients. So that's something to keep in mind. Again, regular green tea is great to have. Please don't think that I'm saying one is better than the other. I'm just letting you have perspective so you know what you're getting. Because the last thing that I want is for you to go get matcha from, let's say, a Starbucks or a Dunkin' Donuts. And you're not getting what it is I've been raving about in this podcast for the past five years. Because it's not of quality, right? So we really want to make sure this is for quality control. 
So three reasons why I began using matcha. The first one was it boosts brain function and it helps with intention and um, reaction and building up memory. And again, like I told you before, I remember my first cup of matcha, kid you not. And I remember being able to walk into a room and remember why I was there. And that might sound very insignificant to someone else, but when you are living with brain fog where you just don't have clear thoughts it's very hard for you to think let alone create or produce something the moment you're able to go into a room and be like wow i remember why i'm here it's a different kind of blessing i don't know if you can relate let me know in the comments um shoot me a dm let me know this part like resonates with you and we can lose our memory due to so many environmental factors and hereditary factors too so it was great knowing that matcha can help me with that um, and it's also been in studies that matcha can also help with like people who are suffering from Alzheimer's um, and dementia, which I think is so incredible that a cup of matcha can help um, soothe that process and maybe even heal it. You know, I know for myself it has. I know that my memory today is incredible. I have almost photogenic memory at this point, whereas a few years ago before using matcha, I couldn't even remember what I did last Tuesday, to tell you the truth. Um, so that's really one reason why I use it. And it also just helps to stimulate my alpha brain waves, which allows me to work as my highest self and manage my emotions really well. <clears throat> the next thing is it boosts the immune system. So you guys know I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and lupus, and those are both severe chronic autoimmune diseases, which essentially means that my immune system fights the body, fights my body because it thinks that I am a virus in itself, right? So it'll fight itself. And then obviously that just causes more damage and a lot of pain that you can be in. Anybody with um, an invisible illness knows it. You can look like you're fine and literally your body is in full-blown war with itself. So I love the fact that it boosts my immune system and it helps to fortify that by limiting the chance of invasion and growth of viruses in the body. So important. It was also one of those um, soothing factors for me when COVID had first hit and I was just looking into things and like, okay, well, how do I protect myself? Right. Because we weren't getting a lot of information about COVID and what was happening. And it was just comforting to know that um, what I was already taking and sipping every day for like brain benefits and creative and creative benefits was also building up my immune system and allowing me to stay strong and to um, potentially not contract the virus that unfortunately due to the health conditions that I'm experiencing could kill me. So that was also like very comforting to know that one cup of matcha was like essentially saving my life in my own personal experience. And the last thing is that it detoxifies, which I love. I love the fact that I get to detoxify my body every single day and it's a gentle detoxifying experience, right? I want you to think about the traditional way that we detox. It's usually... <laughs> emotionally distressful right because you're switching up everything that your body is used to having um and has created stability on and you're removing that right to strip your body of everything and then restart again i love matcha because it does that but it does it on a more manageable scale so every morning one of the first things that i have in my body besides some warm water with lime or chlorophyll is a cup of matcha because it it jump starts my body it gets everything up in motion and revving and i get to remove waste with ease and i start to feel energized and good and because i'm doing it every day it's not a 
stressful emotional experience whereas a traditional detox for like you know three to seven or nine days or even 21 days you just experience a whirlwind of emotional distress because it's a lot of um shit you're putting your body through when you're detoxing right you're not just detoxing the physical body but you're detoxing um the cellular body the emotional body the mental body like all these things are happening at once so i love that i'm kind of microdosing my detoxing which is great right um <clears throat> what else do we have so what detoxifying as well it can naturally eliminate heavy metal ions which can displace vital neutral minerals from the original places in our body so again if you're having a cup of matcha every single day you are helping your body out you're telling your body hey i got you let me help you out let me heal you let's do this together this is a partnership and i really love that for us right Okay, let's get into my three top favorite brands for matcha, okay? And shout out to Gardner, because he's really out here doing his thing. Um, you guys know I'm in Costa Rica, so there is no studio. Y'all just going to get all this nature noise in the background, and we're going to love the whole experience, okay? So, number one is Matchaful, and I use them for home most of the time, almost all the time at this point now. I love Matchaful. I was able to actually meet the tea master in person, and that has, that has been amazing. Um, he was really incredible and super knowledgeable. And just getting to meet him and see his passion for cultivating tea and the fact that he was a fifth-generation tea master was just super beautiful, first and foremost. But it also just allowed me to know that, okay, this brand, which is also woman-owned, um, really gives a fuck about where what they're doing, and they care about the culture, and they're not trying to, to make a profit in that sense, they really just want to share the healing benefits of matcha, and I deeply appreciate that. So shout out Matchaful for that. I usually get their big bag, and that's about $100, but it lasts me maybe like two and a half months. And I usually have matcha every single day. Sometimes I use matcha. Um, I use that matcha for my skincare as well, um, you know, for my body scrub and all that stuff like that. So that's great. Love Matchaful. That's the price point, 100 bucks roughly. They do have smaller containers. Um, where I think it's enough for 30 days. And I think that that's about like 30 or 40 bucks for someone who is looking to do that. But because I use matcha so often and I use it not only internally, but externally, the hundred bag, the hundred dollar bag just makes more sense for me. And I usually buy maybe two or three within a year. Now, the second runner up is Organic Burst. This was the first matcha that I tried um, after realizing like what matcha was, right? Because essentially my first matcha was from Trader Joe's. That Trader Joe's matcha mix, that's not matcha, baby. Like, I love Trader Joe's. Y'all know I'm a Trader Joe's stan, but that ain't it. So please don't drink that. <laughs> but Organic Burst, I love them. They're also $30 a month for literally 30 cups of matcha, essentially, if you're doing it at the half a teaspoon um, ratio. They're super cool and super informative. I love their Instagram account. Um, they're always teaching you information about not only matcha, but all other types of products. And they're also another company that when they're out of matcha, they're out of matcha because they respect the cycle in which matcha is produced. So I really love them too. So shout out Organic Burst. Um, and then the last one that I'll suggest too is Chacha Matcha. They have uh, a take-home one that's $60 and it lasts you 30 days. And it's pretty good. It's not my go-to one. I'd much rather just have Chacha Matcha in person, especially if you're in New York City. That's one of my go-to places for matcha if you have never had matcha before and you really want to try it for the first time go to chacha and get either the ginger turmeric matcha latte or the purple 
drink matcha latte, which has CBD and lavender in it. Um, or even the uh, matcha chai. Either one of those drinks are really great starter points to get introduced to the taste of matcha without it being um, a complete culture shock to your palate. <laughs> um, and it's super trendy and cute. Tons of Instagrammable moments in there too for my content creators. But um, I've had theirs at home too and it's been pretty good. But again, I lean more towards matcha full um, because I just get more bang for my buck. And after meeting a tea master, I just feel very close to them. And of course, these are just going to hold you over until my matcha line comes out, <laughs> when it comes out. But um, I wanted to give you guys those price points and those recommendations. I'm also going to link their Instagrams in the account so you can check them out and learn more about them and where they come from. And you'll notice too that you can easily access the information I was telling you about before. Like, where is it cultivated? What kind is it? What are the, fav- the flavor profiles? You get all of that on their websites and you get that when you are purchasing it in person um, with the exception of organic births because that is a solely online business i think they do have an in-store place but i think that that's actually in japan if i'm not mistaken so that is everything on matcha the matcha 101 situation of it all um a little longer than our usual matcha segments but i'm excited about that because i really feel like now you guys have some good starter information and maybe that'll help you restart your journey with matcha if you kind of did that fell off because you were like eh, coffee's just a little bit easier for me more accessible um hopefully it'll push you to at least having a cup of matcha a week if not a few times a week because it really is good for your body mind and spirit now let's get into the one-on-ones of lotus <clears throat> of me lotus aloba um who i am what i do and why i do it i am a mystic practitioner beauty practitioner energy practitioner and i am very adamant about being a practitioner i am practicing these modalities and the insights and the wisdom that i'm able to share with you i am practicing them in my real life every single day right i've been fortunate enough to listen to the call on my life and know that my life is here to practice these things literally my day is a full-blown self-care session and i know some people like oh that must be great and it has its perks, <laughs> but I'm still human. And, you know, when you are taking care of yourself, it also means that you have to deal with the shadow work and deal with the heaviness as well. And I do that consistently on a daily basis. So, yeah, sometimes it's wonderful and sometimes it's overwhelming. Um, but that's my purpose here for me to try out the different modalities, learn these different techniques and make them digestible and more effective um, and efficient for my wolves. Because I know that you guys are on the go, that you guys are out here really wanting to give your purpose to the world, but wanting to feel nourished and supported, you know, by the world and by your lifestyle. That's what I'm here to help you guys do. And the only way I can do that is by doing it myself, by leading by example. So I want to break down the three different titles that I went over. As a mystic practitioner, that's really where my root work comes in. That's really where my aromatherapy comes in. Um, really using my healing hands, using my tarot cards and my oracle deck to help bring myself and my wolves clarity. That is really the main purpose of me as a mystic practitioner is how can I bring more clarity, help you experience more clarity in your life? Because if you have more clarity, it's like mm, clearing out a paved road, right? You're clearing it off and you're making it clean so you can walk down it and have a straight path to whatever it is you're here to do and experience as opposed to having to trip over the pebbles and the stones and the rocks and like the random road kills and things like that that are that are on our paths unfortunately because we've really forgotten our true selves right 
that's what I do as a massage practitioner. And I do that through my physical products, which are no longer on the market for the public, but they will be available um, for membership for my wolves who are going to join membership and things like that. Once I have that all sorted out, I'll let you know. But for my wolves who do have mystic products for me, I'm sure you can attest to using any one of them to help you have more clarity, whether it's to help you bring in more abundance, more love, or more creativity and protection into your life. So that's me as a mystic practitioner. And I've been doing that all my life now that I think about it. I think I first started experiencing, um, experimenting with aromatherapy like as a child, thanks to like my uncle and my mother. Um, so there's that. Now, as a beauty practitioner, I use beauty as a form of healing and as a tool to express divine source. And I do that through my self-care, where my skincare, um, through beauty magic in itself and not the traditional whitewash beauty magic where it's just like, oh, glamorize yourself so you can be attractive for your love partner and all that stuff. Yeah, that's dope and that's fire. But like that's literally just the surface. My goal in life is to be beauty. Not to be beauty in the sense of like makeup and gurus. Um, no, I'm talking about literally being the embodiment of God's expression of love, which is beauty. That's why when you're in nature and you see a wonderful flower or a beautiful plant, it mesmerizes you because in that moment it is capturing your attention and it is talking to you on a soul level and upgrading you in that experience of just you looking at a flower, of just you noticing a butterfly, of just you, um, witnessing, um, a tree be you are literally being upgraded on an energetic a cellular level to experience more of that and that's really what beauty is and that's really what I teach and I talk about um, in my work and yes some of my physical products also do that but I'll be coming out with some um, more videos and audios on what beauty magic is and how you can tap into it but for now you can check out my youtube channel i have a few episodes that are up there and i'll probably post the other ones that have been recorded for almost over a year get those up there for you guys just to give you guys the basics on that and i love it i am a fourth generation beauty practitioner and it has evolved from each woman in my life so my mother was one and my grandmother was one and my great-grandmother was one um, and they use it in different ways for different things. And yeah, charming people is one of them, right? I'm extremely charismatic and charming. That's also a part of the beauty magic experience as a practitioner. Um, but really it's about finding beauty in every moment, um, especially those moments that are dark, especially those moments that are uncomfortable, because when I can witness the beauty in that moment, it just changes the entire experience for me. I'm really able to grasp the lesson at hand and not be swept away by the emotional experience that I'm having, right? Uh, beauty magic is truly incredible for that. And it's so much fun on top of the fact that it allows me to be playful. It allows me to tap into the feminine divine more and to embrace my sexiness and to embrace my confidence and my sensuality and my spirituality. So that's what I do as a beauty practitioner. Um, I'll also be offering probably some one-on-ones or some group coaching around that in the future. <laughs> I'm not giving time frames anymore because spirit is just, when it comes, it comes and whoever's ready is ready. Last but not least, I am an energy practitioner and I really love this about myself. Uh, as an energy practitioner, I use different forms of energy healing to, again, clear out any energetic debris that resides in my body or in my client's body, get them back to that space of clarity so that they can enjoy their lives, so they can witness the beauty in their lives. As you can see, there's a, a reoccurring thread throughout all three titles. <clears throat> and the way that I do that is through a few different modalities. So through meditation, I am a certified guided meditative 
meditation teacher. I never know like the correct term for that. I just say I'm a meditation practitioner. And um, I guide, whether it's through the pre-recorded audios that you can find here on um, the podcast or on Insight Timer, and I'll be putting a few more up in other places as well. You can listen to those and journey with me as I guide you through whatever experience it is that the topic is on. Um, I have everything from like um, ascension to love to resting easily, and I'll be putting some out for abundance soon. I love doing that. Also, as an EFT teacher, which is emotional freedom technique and tapping. I love doing that. It's probably one of my favorite modalities right now of energy healing. And I teach that class every week on highlights on Mondays at 720 Eastern Standard Time. And I love doing that because tapping has been so effective in my life and it has allowed me to have a lot of healing without having the emotional, um, the extreme emotional heaviness that can come with it. And you know, when you're in your healing journey, right, it feels like sometimes you feel like you're always in the dark night of the soul. Always. And especially if you identify as a black body, given all the trauma that we have to endure every day just in our existence, it can be very overwhelming to even think about healing and taking care of yourself. Something that is so beautiful about EFT, which originates from ancient Chinese medicine and culture and was adapted in the 90s um, and essentially westernized and, oh yes, whitewashed. Um, and hopefully we're getting rid of that and bringing it back to its original purpose. Um, it just allows you to rewrite and reprogram your brain and your body's response to traumatic experiences simply by tapping on these different pressure points, acupressure points throughout the body that are along energy meridians and energy meridians are like pathways where energy flows in our body. And whenever we are feeling discomfort or stressed out or any low negative emotion, it usually means that one of our energy pathways is either running backwards or it is blocked. EFT helps to release that stagnation and get the energy pathways running the correct way that they need to be running. And literally, it can be a a five-minute tapping session, 10-minute tapping session, and you're doing like so much work. I don't really want to put like um, a time frame on it, but it feels like for me and my experience that I'm doing years of work in 10 minutes. And I love that for me. I love being able to collapse time uh, wherever I can because it is non-existent. And this is a great way to remind myself of that. I love teaching EFT so much. Um, I'm also a Reiki healer. And I love um, being able to do that and just being able to send healing energy to my body, first and foremost, as a practitioner, but being able to do the same for my wolves and my clients and things like that. And that's just a few of the things I do for energy healing. I have a lot of certifications. I'm not going to go through all of them in here. Um, I will put them on the website so that you guys can just see their accreditation and stuff like that, because I know that's very important for people when they're on their journeys. But um, that is what I do. Um... And why I do it is because life can be very hard. And I know growing up for myself, it was, I had a really wonderful childhood. Teenage years kind of sucked. High school was horrible for me. Um, But I'm grateful for that experience because it forced me to want to learn more. That's when I started understanding like energy and Qigong and going to like um, NY yoga life seminars and like weekend retreats and like literally sneaking in (laughs) to have those experiences and getting into yoga. I'm also... A certified yoga instructor as well um, and I really want to work on doing um, yin yoga because it focuses on the feminine divine and 
being more aligned with that and doing shadow work intentionally um, in a safe space. So there's that. So all of that kind of happened in my teenage years. I think my first yoga class was 15 and I was in high school and my teacher was teaching us yoga and I was addicted. I was like, oh my gosh, this is freaking incredible. And I've just always been on that path ever since. Um, And it just has evolved from yoga to qigong to um, EFT to sound healing. There's so many different modalities that I use Um, and they, they have their own seasons and things like that. But going through all of that, I can't imagine of having the life that I had to live and the things I had to go through and the traumas I had to experience and not having those skill sets and tools. And when I really reflected on it, I realized that I was blessed enough to have that insight and wisdom to even know to do that. And I wanted to extend that to others who may not have that experience, who may have been going through things and just thinking that life is just wanting to beat them up being able to offer them a different perspective, especially when it comes to black bodies and black women and when people who identify as women, it is so crucial for us to come back home to ourselves, come back home to our softness, to embrace the feminine divine in our lives and to stop operating in such a toxic masculine energy. And it takes a lot of nourishment and community to let go of that because you do get results in the physical world when you're operating out of that toxic masculinity. And I'm speaking solely from my own personal experience of being a super uptight, type A, alpha, super freaking dominant, super aggressive um, because I got results, right? I always won the awards. I was always the top person. I was always like head bitch in charge. I always had the highest title. All those outwardly accolades. But I also was extremely volatile. Always extremely tired and really emotional. Um, and I had a hard time playing and being um, joyful and lighthearted. Because I was so focused on proving myself on saying like hey i know that the world sees me as a black woman and that is not enough for them let me show them why they're wrong right i loved being underestimated now i don't necessarily care too much about it but i loved it as when i was younger like yeah let me be the underdog so i can like fuck everything up you know i had this model where it's like not only will i pass the bar but i'll set a new one and it's beautiful in theory and i'm sure it resonates with somebody who's listening right now but um I don't care about those titles anymore. So now it's a bit irrelevant. I mean, I do my best and my best varies from day to day. And I've become extremely happy and comfortable with that new perspective in my life. Um, But again, that all came from me learning these different modalities, learning about aromatherapy to help heal, um, learning about herbalism to help heal, which I consider to be called root work in its traditional form and term. Um, Just... The more that I started to understand myself better, the more I started to enjoy my life. And the more I started to enjoy my life, the more I started attracting people who also enjoyed their lives. And then I started to realize like, wow, life is actually pretty easy and effortless if I am very clear on who I am and what it is that I want to experience. That is really the only difference. When I don't know what the fuck I want, I will have really confusing and very irritating experiences because I'm not being clear with God. I'm not being clear with the universe. I'm not being clear with the ancestors, my support system, the collective consciousness. And what I do from my physical products to the podcast to my classes that I teach and to the ebooks that will be coming out and everything else that I will be producing for my wolves, it is to help you better understand yourself more and more. 
because the more you understand yourself and the more you step into your personal power, the more easier it becomes for you to erase generational. And I don't even want to say erase. I want to say eradicate generational trauma and usher in a new legacy of self-love that is limitless. And that's what I want for all of my wolves, Um, which is why if you guys listen to the previous episode, I want to downsize in that sense so that I can really focus in on those wolves who are ready for that type of experience um, and that type of nourishment. So, yeah, that's who I am, what I do, why I do it. I guess more of who I am besides my professional. I am a girl. I'm a New York City chick. I was born in the Bronx, grew up in Queens and Long Island and Harlem. Um, lived in, I lived in every borough except for Staten Island. Um, I'm a big weirdo. I was definitely called a weird girl throughout my entire life. And I really love that title a lot. I was very strange. I was definitely strange to society. <laughs> honestly, I'm pretty normal to the other weirdos. Like hugging trees, um, talking about the stars and crystal healing and all those good things. I love having beautiful, intentional conversations with other human beings, especially when we get to be in that God consciousness flow. It's just really nourishing and beautiful to be a part of. Um, I also love being by myself. I really deeply enjoy being alone a lot. It's really gratifying for me because, again, when you are clear about who you are and what you want, it's just, I love hanging out with me. This is dope, okay? Um, I love reading books. That's also um, a part of my experience in my physical form. Trying to think. I just, I love dancing, dancing in the rain. I just love being able to be playful and enjoy my life. I love my nieces. (laughs) I love my girlfriends so much. I love my partner so much. I, I really, I really am the embodiment of love in all its phases. If I could say who I am, I feel like that is who I am. I am the embodiment of love. And I hope to be the personification of grace one day as well. But right now, the embodiment of love works really well for where I'm at in this moment. And I'm sure I'll understand and realize with time and experience that I am grace personified. But that's just where I'm at currently in my experience and in my journey. And I really do love it here. I do love my experience. Sometimes it's rough. But again, with these tools that I've been able to cultivate and practice with continuously and continue to learn about, um... Now, nothing's as overwhelming as it once was. And I'm really grateful for that experience. And I hope that by you listening into the podcast and checking me out on Instagram while I'm still on there, and of course, joining the email list um, and eventually the membership and things like that, you'll have that experience as well. And you'll feel even more comfortable in your skin and you'll feel even more um, easeful in expressing your fullest self to the world and you'll feel that love and support from the other wolves in Lobo Land besides myself too. That's, that is my um, overall dream and wish for each and every one of you. And I'm really just grateful for this experience that I had. I hope that this episode was nourishing to you and gave you a bit more insight on like who I am. And hopefully you think you know, we can hang or something digitally. Let me know. Hit me up in the DMs if this episode resonated with you. Um, of course, share the episode with someone you love because as we share this episode and we reach more people, we reach more lost wolves and they get to find home in Loba Land. And the testimonies and the things that you guys write about your experiences with me or with my products or the services that I am able to give you, they really mean the world, not only to me, um, 
but to others because it lets them know that there is a place for them to be where they are loved, they are seen, they are heard, they are honored, and that it's okay to reach out and get help. And it's okay to um, book a tarot reading if you're a Christian. And like, we're breaking so many um, boundaries and we're breaking so many taboos in Loboland. And I'm just really proud of us and what we've been able to do so far and this is really only the beginning so like yo it gets better than this like yes 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 and you can help by again sharing the episode subscribing to this podcast especially if it resonated with you so you can get all the latest episodes not only of matcha mornings but also of cosmic conversations and any other cool shit that i decided to put on the podcast for you okay so take full advantage of what i have to offer um reach out to me if you want to book me for a one-on-one or anything like that or if you're not really sure what you need but you feel like you might be able to get some more clarity from me let me know okay there are tons of ways that i'm here to help you um and we can figure out what that way is for you okay uh also because i know a lot of you guys have been asking me this and if you're on the email list you already know this but if you're not on the email list get on the email list but if you want to buy me matcha, by all means, feel free to send me um, a love donation to either my cash app, which is uh, dollar sign wolf mother. And that's W-O-L-F-M-U-V-A. Um, you can send that there. You can Venmo me at Lobaland um, or my PayPal, which is lotuslaloba at gmail.com. Uh, to send me uh, some love donations for a matcha. And yeah, when we're able to go back outside, outside again, I definitely want to do my matcha meetups and do my matcha dates with you guys because that was always so much fun getting to meet you in person and just talk about um, life in general over some matcha. I really miss those moments and maybe we'll do some virtual ones until then. Uh, But I love you to the moon and back and I really hope that this episode is healing for you and... I'll see you in the next one. Love you, Wolf. Bye.